Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 103-88 to domination of the Philadelphia 76ers, Riker. I see the chat popping out, Pascaladelphia, they're calling it, the Toronto Raptors with that gigantic lineup of all 6'9 players, 6'7 through 6'9 guys, came out wire to wire bullied Philadelphia and this isn't something that's fluky because we're gonna dive into a bunch of stuff in this game because right the three-point shots weren't really going down for the Raptors right we had some things go weird but the Raptors handled every single counter punch from Philadelphia tonight and came out and got this W on the road Riker how are you feeling right now and the defense peak Kept MB 20 points, kept Maxi 12 points, didn't let a single role player go off and really do any significant damage to us. The pace peak, 15 turnovers, 20 points off turnovers. The best part of this game, the mentality peak going into a very hostile Philadelphia crowd, trying to do what's never been done before in the NBA, maintaining a lead from start to finish. And doing exactly what you needed to do, game plays, game plan wise, execution wise, to get the job done, Ben. They didn't let a single thing phase them. Achua's looking like play the propaganda animation right away. He's looking better than Adebayo at Cheta and Kupo Chuba. Again, it all mumbled up because this man outperformed and beat in the post, Ben. There's too much to talk about in this one, but everything peak. Folks. Get used to this noise, get used to this animation, because we're going to be playing it a bunch on this podcast, because it's the guy that I want to talk about first, because a lot of people were down. Three days ago, people were trashing on all our guys. Precious were missing those free throws, all this sort of stuff, halfway through the year. I'm, I'm backing up Precious right now to start, because in this game, 17 points, 7 rebounds, and 3 blocks, 7-11 from the field, and Riker, I'm just watching this game, saying... Imagine three months ago, four months ago, as I was hounding on this guy that people were trashing on for shooting jumpers, for dribbling the ball up the court, for trying to blow by guys and still learning, still getting his game together. Imagine three months ago saying, you know what? Precious Achua is going to be bullying Joel Embiid in the post, in the matchups. He's going to be saying, yo, Joel, mismatch. This is a mismatch for me. Coming down the lane, scoring on him every single time. That's what it was. That's exactly what it was because Joel Embiid, he couldn't sag on him because Precious, even though he's one for five from the three-point line tonight, right, he's an elite three-point shooter at this point of the season. Maybe not elite, but you got to respect it. You got to respect it. At least, at minimum, respect it. I'm calling it elite, Riker. I'm on my Precious propaganda bandwagon. I'm playing it once more to start off this podcast. But the way he was getting to the rim, and Riker... Obviously, he's always had that athleticism. He's had the defense. He's had the rebounding. That's something we knew from the jump. But the level of patience he has going to the rim, going from 100% speed to, you know, stopping, throwing up those pump fakes. You know, you and I on the U15 team, we'd get up there, big boy, right? Watch him go up, try to block that shot. And then Precious be finishing on him, be dunking it down. I am absolutely stoked with what I saw from Precious tonight. And it's funny because the refs, Joel Embiid was respecting Achua. The refs weren't respecting Achua because he was going, getting bumped. He was finishing at once over Embiid and nothing was getting called, but he was finishing in the lane, Ben. The thing that's crazy about this, why did we create the animation at the beginning of the season, the precious propaganda? It was summer league. We see him pull down a rebound, go coast to coast, dribble moves, finish in kind of that transition, semi-transition with whatever, pull-ups, Euro steps, now to be doing it on the biggest platform against the MVP caliber guy in Joel Embiid and really outclassing him in every way. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And I don't think 17 points speaks enough mm-hmm. to how good he truly played in this one, Ben, because his defense on the other side too, yeah, we were still flashing the double teams, triple teams at times, but I thought every guy did a pretty good job in keeping and beat from getting that low post position, pushing him out, you know, keeping him around that kind of high post. I, I, I see you looking. Is there a super chat or anything coming in here no, now? Or are you just, just getting excited by the chat in general? Absolutely it's going through my head. Not many Sixers fans in the chat tonight, right? Because They are quiet. Fans, they are disappointed. They might watch later tomorrow. Say say hello to them, all of them. But, uh, you know, the series isn't over by any means, Riker. But it's still time for, there's still time for people to probably buy in. 
for people to still jump on this bandwagon. We were telling you two games ago. Check out the odds. Check out Betstamp if you want those proper winning odds. Use the promo code Raptors. Go to Betstamp. It's in the description of this video. They go through all of the sports books you can potentially go through and then find the best odds for any sports bet, you know, any sport you want to bet on. We're obviously promoting the Raptors, coming back big time. If you listen to us following Game 3, if you listen to us and you found those best odds, you'd be making bank. You'd still be making bank if you go to Betstamp right now, right, and find those best odds to, to bet bet your money on those Toronto Raptors. But Betstamp, right, they're like the Trivago of betting companies or how, however you want to word that right they get they take they go through the internet they go through all the sports books and whatever you want to put your money on who you want to support who you think is going to win right you want the biggest returns possible so go to betstamp right now right uh bet betstamp slash ontario i believe it's in the description of this video use the promo code raptors and you'll get a lot of free bets to, to put your money on these toronto raptors Riker. but we're deep into this podcast we're not deep into this podcast, but we're deep enough to where we haven't really sounded off on Pascal Siakam, and we'll dive straight into that before pay. We we got a super chat coming in from Pain Causing Samurai saying not to get ahead of the video, but when you get to the awards, Kazoo for the Sixers fans leaving with three minutes left, never leave a basketball game early. And Pain Causing Samurai, we got a lot of things to say with the awards. We don't want to jump ahead of ourselves, but you're definitely calling out a few things we're going to be bringing up in the award, so we won't spoil it just just yet. But right buddy, there- buddy, they were leaving well before yeah. <laughs> three minutes left in this game. They were silenced. They were furious. They were leaving probably six minutes left in this game, and it was probably a nine-point game. They just knew the 76ers weren't coming back in this one, mainly at the grips of Pascal Siakam, who you just brought up. Now, points-wise... Not as big of a game as last game, 34. I said that. Probably you're going to see a lot more collapsing on him in this game, a lot more defensive attention, but he had a super efficient game, flirted with a triple-double, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and every time that the Philadelphia said at the beginning they counterpunched, it was Siakam, Scotty Burns, Thaddeus Young, Achua coming back, silencing the crowd, making the right decisions. My God, Ben, it was a masterclass in high IQ basketball. Precious Achua for those that said he's not the first option. What are you saying now? Two games in a row, Precious Gun Achua did it. The ben. first option. Sorry, sorry. I he could be. He could be <laughs> one season from now. Precious Achua isn't the first option. No, he's the first I'll option now, baby. <laughs> he's coming give him a few more weeks and precious will be that number one option the way that he is that he is developing but you know from a guy that didn't even dribble or take a three last season for miami to what he's doing now remarkable you you slipped the tongue of precious achua we're talking about siakam but of course i'm gonna say yeah (laughs) you said it you absolutely said it Pascal Siakam, and we said it post game three we're not dealing with all this nonsense even if we get stomped game six or whatever we're not dealing with all this nonsense of people talking about pascal siakam isn't this pascal siakam isn't that he has the full defensive attention on him right tobias harris is hounding him the entire basketball game then you got guys like thibel harden maxi all digging in on him whenever he makes those drives and the decision making from pascal tonight was was impeccable right when he had those open jump shots you know, even though he's not obviously Kawhi-esque where you know what's going in every single time, he made the right decisions on those jump shots they went down. He saw a slow fleet of foot and bead, right? I see a lot of Sixers fans clowning on Jokic for sitting on the bench because he can't play defense when the game matters. That's obviously not the case with uh, Embiid all the time, but tonight it could have been because the Raptors, for a stretch there in the third quarter, were just abusing Embiid's slowness, right? Blowing by him, driving straight to that rim. Siakam decided he picked the matchups he did everything great and then made some phenomenal passes Riker we got a super chat coming in from Azo the okay I don't know if I'm reading that right but Matisse not playing in Toronto is actually a disadvantage and we're going to talk about Matisse we're going to talk about Matisse a bunch on this podcast but that's that's definitely a take you can come away with on this game that Riker's definitely going to sound off on I know later on but uh, we got lots of chatter. We got lots of chatter about the 76ers in this one, Ben, because we love to talk about the Raptors. But of yeah. course, just the quick aside before we really, you know, again, not spoiling any segments. I just think it's fantastic how the Raptors were able to neutralize all of the role players in this one. Harris, 16 points. Maxi only 12 points. He looked like a god in the first three games. Yeah. Harden, 15 points. Danny Green, like you said, what was 
coach thinking he, he splashed a couple threes and then didn't see the, the light of day after Ben. The difference might have been, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it yet, Van Vliet didn't suit up in this one, right? And how sweet did the defense look? And we're all 6'8", six, 6'9", six, quick. Nobody's getting around our guys laterally. We all have that step. Yeah. The rotation D was amazing in this one. Shout out to the Raptors defense in this game. The the full six nine six seven through six nine lineup is you, you can't feast on any matchups. They're all elite defenders with long arms and mobile. You can see it, and we were sort of discussing this pre podcast, Riker. Right? Usually, you know, you see these games happen, especially with the Toronto Raptors over the past couple of years. But since Kawhi left, right, we'd win games because. We knock down some tough shots, we, we and we have those mentally tough players to where we can do that, right? We don't necessarily have all the skill level, but we, we get some big shots, we play well enough defense and stuff, but the the style of basketball with this 6-9 lineup team, you're not relying on a bunch of threes going down to to save a game for you on the offensive end. You're not, you're not worried about any of that. You're worried about just forcing tough shots on a bunch of players, and you said it. None of the role players went off for the Philadelphia 76ers, and it wasn't a byproduct of, oh, they shrunk in the moment. When they got good looks, Danny Green was making his open shots. Nyang knocked down his open three. Tobias Harris, especially at the start of this one, was looking extremely hot, right? But the Toronto Raptors, whenever they got a, an inkling of, of an open shot, they immediately closed out, they immediately moved down, right? They try to bully their way to the rim. Hands up defense, phenomenal defense. Played through some tough calls, played through some, you know, hot shots from the Sixers, and that's exactly what you want to see. That's what a championship-level team is capable of doing, and they're doing team basketball fluidity. I don't even know what to describe this this gorgeous basketball we're playing right now. Well, the reason why, and Van Vliet is a fantastic player. We iterated this in the last game. We want him back healthy for the next series. Both of us Healthy agree with Van that. Lee Hopefully, also helps you on defense too, with his stealing, his size as a, even as a shorter guy. Right, he's just not healthy. Hundred percent. But guards aren't necessarily the problem in this series. It's Tobias Harris, it's Joel Embiid, and you think about the reason the defense was so successful. And my and my take in this one, from what I was watching, is when you have a lot of off-ball screens, right, and you have those switches that you're not really looking at when you're watching the game on the TV. You're you're usually watching the the ball handler, right. Mm-hmm. Some of your guys are getting lost where it's going to happen that Fred Van Bleet switches on to Embiid, who's trying to get post position, or he switches on to Tobias Harris. They're going to feed him in that low post. And now all of a sudden you have to do a really quick kind of switch on that help defense, which is throwing off your whole rotation, especially when the 76ers do have good ball movement. Here you don't care. You're playing super rotation switch D. You don't care if there's a screen. You just switch, 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 switch because every single person can match up down the low block. So that was so fantastic about tonight's game. They held them to 82 points in truth, and then they had a couple of you know burner minute points, which shouldn't really count at the end of the day. So truly, it was it was 103.82 in my my estimations, Ben. I love it, right? But uh, and and to build off your point, right? Because obviously you can have an elite defense with a smaller guard, but the Toronto Raptors defensive prowess comes from that ferocious switchability, trapping players, moving all over the court. People don't know what's going on. It's pure chaos. And as you mentioned, the one, even though Fred is a phenomenal defender and he can guard above his size, certainly, right? But there is that worry that you have to worry about. And there's a lot of games where Yang, Danny Green got open, especially in the first two of this series, where, you know, Fred Danvley, he can guard one through three, I'd say, fairly well, even when he's on his bum knee and stuff, whatever. But four and five, you just can't do it. It's physically impossible for a six-foot guard to guard a Joel Embiid, right? So you have to adjust those matchups, and you're leaving the shooters open. So that's that's a huge plus for this this defensive squad. But Riker, we got a few guys we got to talk about before we swing in the segments because we got a lot of uh, a lot of segment things to to dive into. But our star boy Gary Trent Jr. Man, did we miss him in the first two games of this series? Because especially in Philadelphia. The game feels so much slower, right? The Sixers are trying to dumb down the pace, play grit and grind basketball so Joel Embiid and James Harden can draw their free throws and stuff. But when the game slows down, and now we saw Siakam hit some timely shots as we started this podcast with, and we're going to dive into Scotty Barnes as well, but Gary Trent Jr., the threat of Gary Trent Jr. making those sort of mid-post shots and being able to knock them down, 
he's an immediate momentum stopper for the for the Sixers, right? Like he stops the momentum of these plays when he just knocks down those tough shots. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was going to go off in this game. Didn't really happen, but there was, like you said, a couple plays where he's really the guy that has kind of the craftiest ability to shake, get around his defender, get into that kind of high post or elbow position, put up a floater, right? That yeah. seems to be his favorite shot and the three-pointer. The couple that he made, obviously only shot 35% in this game, but the couple that he made, like you said, those really separated the game, padded the lead, got the fans out of it. So I was really happy with his performance tonight, and I think he's due for a big game as well. So maybe to look for that in game six for Gary Trent Jr. to go off, Ben. But you got to give out an award. Well, we, we got a super chat because we, we we are going to sound off on an award just but just after this. But Adventure with Smiles coming in with the super chat saying, Lol, watching Goran Dragic interview, what a bum he's saying. He is complaining about getting swept again, angry, crying. You sure are on a first-class team. Adventures with Smiles. Goran Dragic had higher ambitions. We're going to sound off on Dragic at the end of this podcast. We're, we're saving. We're going to sound off on Dragic. Dragic has nothing to do with this game. We don't need a sound yeah. off on Dragic. Final alarm. We're, we're sounded off. Oh, on, God. On, on old Goran Dragic. At least this guy is. So don't you worry. The, the Goran Dragic roast will be coming. But as Riker said, he's getting the drum roll going right now, sir. We have an award to, to give out. And tonight, the Scotty Barnes Award. Going to none other than the rookie of the year. A guy that I was... I looked at the box score and said it probably wasn't the smart move. But I wanted to title this Scotty Barnes is a superstar. That's what I wanted to title this video. 12 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals. You look at that. Great. uh, Your traditional Scotty Barnes award winning stat line. Right? Your traditional stat line. However, the impact this guy has. Firstly, speeding up the game for the Raptors. Just... Taking the ball, driving it down the lane, catching it, you know, be able to get a rebound. Because people always meme about, you know, empty stats when guards, even though Scotty Barnes is big enough. He gets, like, serious rebounds for this team in traffic. And then you don't have to worry about an outlet pass. He gets it and he goes. And whether it leads to a transition bucket, a pass, a shot, it just makes the game flow more smoothly for the Toronto Raptors. So that's that's one immediate impact, whether he's doing nothing out there or everything out there that's felt on night in, night out. But tonight, I had flashes of Kawhi Leonard's ability in Scotty Barnes tonight to just quiet an entire crowd. The Philadelphia 76ers, they want... There was, it was the most... If you were just listening to this game without audio, you're just listening to the fans, you'd think this is the worst basketball game you've ever watched. Because the fans, every time they had an inkling, they wanted to get going at so many points. Scotty Burns come back. No look lob. No look lob. Oh, dime in the paint. Oh, weird post hook I'm going to throw up over James Harden. Everything was so timely for Scotty Burns tonight. What did you see from our rookie, Riker? Timely, amazing, transcendent, Ben. They're throwing up the Magic Johnson tweets where he's saying, I see myself in Scotty Burns, the size, the athleticism, the playmaking, the assist, the vision. I mean, you can't get higher praise, higher accolades, rookie of the year, impact guy. I mean, we're very fortunate that that injury wasn't more serious, that he's able to come back and not miss a step at all. Because my God, Ben, some of those fadeaways that he was throwing up, banking off the glass. I mean, it's just a perfect game. Just a perfect game for Scotty Burns. I couldn't picture how he could possibly play really any better. And especially when we threw the ball to him a couple times, right? They're playing full court defense. Maxie picks him up in the full court. I said, okay, this might be a little bit of a challenge for him. Maxie's a pest. He's a small guard. Very calm, very composed. Didn't need to pass the ball away. Didn't get have to pick up his dribble. Just, you know, dribbled it up. Nice kind of defensive dribbles. Got over the half, created the offense. I mean, this was crazy, Ben. And what was even wilder is no Van Vliet in this one, right? All of our big guys, they played 2-3 zone almost the entire game, did Philadelphia. And the Raptors managed to score like it was nothing. And they've struggled against that 2-3 zone because they were getting those paint touches. They were f- passing the ball around really well. They weren't even hitting the three, which is crazy. Normally, you're you're screwed if you're <laughs> missing three-point shots playing against the 2-3 zone. But they managed to make it work. Yeah, and we got a couple Super Chats. And we'll talk about how we picked apart that 2-3 zone. We got a couple Super Chats. One coming in, $10 Super Chat from James Watson saying, I usually save my Super Chat budget for Philly, cat- Philly Chats. I'm assuming to, to you know, 
get his voice heard as a Raptors fan. We appreciate you sure. representing the squad. But please sure. like this. Best cast. I assume that means podcast. If not, regardless, get that like spike going. In honor of Jason, shout out Jason Watson. We appreciate you. We like your comment. Right, we'll get the, if we can like the comment, we'll get that there rocking. We're but, accepting we're accepting people uh, joining the bandwagon, the Toronto Raptors mm-hmm. bandwagon. If you do want to jump over I and think support the Raptors. I think he, I think he is. Jason's, I think he's a guy that's in the chats chats a bunch. He's, he's just leaving the comments there. If not, then we, we appreciate regardless. But shout out, yeah, Jason. Shut up. Appreciate the super chat. And Adventures, uh, Adventures Smiles with another super chat saying, got to give raps love. Do crying or do crying a rivers <laughs> kawaii me a river kawaii me a rivers give the raps some love everyone give a throw your throw your w's in there for the toronto raptors for winning this game and also as Riker brought up breaking the zone because i want to give some credit to a man by the name of chadius young we traded him you can see the the you know the old goron Dragic meme there the giga chad the giga thad coming out and what, how many minutes he played tonight? 16 minutes, two shots taken, but three points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal. If there was an award for Thaddeus Young, that's your usual probable stat line for Thaddeus Young, but the impact he had on this game was once again remarkable, right? The, they go to these weird zones, Precious, Boucher, him and Boucher, forget Siakam and Fred, forget Gary Trent and Scotty Barnes, whoever they got in those peanut butter and jelly commercials. Boucher and Thad have the most chemistry between two players I've ever seen. Thad's throwing those no-look passes to Boucher to some slam dunks happening. <laughs> He's picking them apart, Riker. The friendship that came out of nowhere, Ben, I'm, I'm all for it. This game was so intense. I have my co-worker. He's probably never watched a game of basketball in his life. He's watching the live, sending me screenshots of... I think you and might the be Raptors broke. wait. Oh, you're back. You're oh back. no, you're back. I'm back. Yep. All right, I'll, I'll throw it up one more time. It was it was meant to be. I we're 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 getting fans from from all spectrums out to to appreciate the Raptors here from all from all walks of life, whether they're basketball fans or not. It's just irresistible, you know, to feel part of this comeback right now. Because, like we said, if there's any team you're going to come back it against. Three to nothing deficit, never been done before in NBA history. It's against this Philadelphia 76ers team, Ben. Thaddeus Young, I wish he had a bigger box score because some of his plays tonight were just electric, right? Yep. We flipped Kyle Lowry in reality for Chua, who we couldn't be happier with as kind of the future of the Toronto Raptors, and Thad Young, who is the rock of this team now in the playoffs. So we fleeced another trade. It took a really long time to kind of realize that, but here we are, Ben. Without further ado, let's go into the segments. We got a lot of plays to break down. For sure. And we do have a super chat coming in from Nathan. It's not I always mess this up. He's, he's a legend in the super chat. Nathan Meissen. I, I I hope I pronounced that correct. No no words. He just says, let's go raps in a follow, follow-up chat. But we appreciate the super chat, Nathan. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's, but make sure your name is... is pronounced correctly let me know in the chat again give me a little reminder i'll, I'll pr- cor- correctly pronunciated after but we got as Riker mentioned we got a lot of stuff to dive into and tonight the spicy p leg of the day Riker, my goodness there could be thousands following this one we brought up but there's only one okay you sound off if you got only one if you got okay we, we were about to we were about to go off on the same thing sound right, go off. off you no you go off on it i'm just saying <laughs> that you, you we got to give it to that or what are you doing scotty burns coming down with these no look alley-oops there was one moment where the sixers fans just really got rocking for about two minutes and that's where your home court advantage really just gets you going in the playoffs that's why it's so valuable to get those upper seeds right in the sixers for about two minutes I think it was within seven or nine, Riker. What what did they cut it to? Seven. Seven, seven. right? So that's that's becoming a really close game. That's where you usually see a young team collapse and a team with supposedly two superstars take advantage and, you know, take down your squad. But no. Scotty Barron says, y'all are a bunch of fools. I'm going to come down. In, in, and the first one was ridiculous because it was in traffic. It was full speed. There's like four guys. Full speed. Yep. Yeah, full, full speed. Looking almost a little bit out of, out of control. Scotty Barnes, however, is never out of control. Throws that gorgeous lob to the first one, I believe, was Thad, was it? 
First one to Thad. Yeah, first one to Thad, and then the possession right after, we get a quick stop, comes back, throws it to Precious, slams that thing exact down. Exact same play. Yep. Exact same possession, another no look, two in a row, Ben. Those assists should have counted as five assists each because it doesn't come better than that. The awareness, right? And like you said, it full speed with the game on the line and a lot of I just got pressure on that possession to keep that team Philadelphia 76ers come back at a distance. That's what it did deflated. And that's the moment that all the fans got up and started leaving. Ben, if you want to kind of sound off on that golden kazoo a little bit early, don't actually, but that, that, that you could have looked at that as a moment because they, they knew right. When Scotty Barnes is out in his bag, just throw a no look alley-oop play after play. It's over for your team. Yeah, we need Bueno Kitty in here. We need Bueno Kitty saying, Good night, sweet Philly. Good night, sweet Philly. Because that crowd was asleep for the rest of the game following those two lobs. So you love to see that. But that's not the only thing that happened. OG to sink that dagger right inside of Philadelphia Riker. Throws down a nasty jam to, you know, the game was kind of out of reach. But you love to see OG throwing down dunks. Precious had a couple dunks in this one. But. What I really want to sound off on, on top of what we were, what what we just brought up, that stretch in the third quarter, where Joel Embiid was out there, and the Raptor just said, "Whoever offense, the Chris move, whoever offense on Joel Embiid, whether it was Precious, whether it was Siakam, whether it was Gary Trent Jr., they they hunted down Joel Embiid and." Cross, cross, blow by, layup every single time. Precious was going in, looking like Hakeem Olajuwon, throwing up pump fakes, throwing up footwork down low. You love to see that happening. Joel Embiid picking up those lazy fouls because he's tired. And that's what you want to see. Go at Harden. Go at Embiid because then they start settling for shots on the other end. The Raptors, they continue to play like this. I love what they're doing right now. Executed perfectly, Ben. Pace, peak defense peak and it's crazy that we attacked george nang in the last game which made sense and then it switched to attacking joel and bead but he just looked out of it man he looked physically mentally checked out and i'm not going to give him a pass because of his thumb sprain and supposedly he's going to get surgery in the offseason we have guys that are banged up as well thad young has the equal injury on his left hand uh scotty burns he had that big ankle roll and that's probably a pretty nasty strain or sprain if he took his sock and his and his ankle brace off i'm sure that that still has swelling and bruising on it so i'm not giving him any hall pass especially when he's running his mouth about the referees nick nurse complaining and then all of a sudden the calls don't go his way and then he's being worse right publicly so i i just love it if that thumb is used as an excuse when we didn't have uh, scott our rookie of the year scotty barnes for the first three games of the series. Gary Trent Jr. was essentially not playing for the first two games of the series. Fred Van Vliet was playing on one leg for three games, and the Sixers could take advantage, and now we don't even have any remnants of our all-star out there on the court. Thaddeus Young has that thumb thing. Get out of here, Joel Embiid. You're still on the court, and the only thing he's doing is making jump shots at this point. So you know what? No, you're, you're kind of saying no excuses. I'm saying no chance in heck any excuses are happening. But we got another super chat coming in from Nathan. Nathan Meissen, like Bison. I, I figured it out in the deep, deep trenches of my brain. I appreciate it, Nathan. Double monies for saying my name right. Meissen, like Bison. But sweep the back end of the series and harden out of Philly and beat in a Kleenex commercial. How is the process now? How is that process now, Riker? This would be history if we do it. Obviously, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's one game at a time, even though you and I have full confidence. But what would this be called, right? There's the gentleman sweep when you uh, win the first three games, you give them fourth, and then you lose fifth, right? But what's what's it called if you win the last four games of a series? What type the devil of sweep. sweep. <laughs> the devil sweep. It's the most disrespectful sweep possible it's so disrespectful it's never happened in all of history ben don't get ahead of yourself like you said i'm so excited after this game that my brain is racing ahead of my words i've stumbled on a lot of my thoughts in this podcast ben but we can't do that for assuming we're gonna win game six even though it's at home even though we've played very well defensively and made the tempo in how the Raptors operate best, right? That's been kind of the key to success is that they've played fast. They didn't allow it to slow down. The refereeing 
has been sort of back to normal, pretty even on the whistle. So, but you know, that said, it could still go either way. We saw what happened in game three. So we gotta, we gotta win that. We gotta capitalize first at home. Ben, is there another super chat or should we go into the OGs? This is a long pod. People are liking the devil sweep. People are saying the reverse sweep, the Satan sweep, the sweep. The Satan sweep. sweep. <laughs> the Satan the sweep. The Canadian sweep. Because, guys, oh, we can oh. coin the name for this because this has never Whatever been done before. Whatever we want. This exactly. has never been done before. It's not, it hasn't been done yet. It hasn't been done yet. But if we can get it rocking. Call whatever up. we want. Yeah, we can call it whatever we want. The Embozo sweep, the Simmons sweep, the Zamboni sweep, the River sweep. I absolutely love it. Keep it coming with these names. And Nathan's coming back with more Super Chats. No no words said. No words said, but just, just throwing in the Super Chats. I love it. Bison uh, like bison. Corey Quartz. We got another Super Chat coming in. Let's get the Newfie sweep. Jeez. Newfie swish. That's, a, that's one thing. We come out here. Newfoundlanders, we rocking out. We become Riker. If we got Team Newfoundland against these Sixers. We'd be, we'd be a, winning this in three. Who's guarding Joel Embiid? You, Ben, the OGs in this one. Yeah, we 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 spend a long time on that uh, spicy PLA of the day. Not all plays can be the spicy of the PLA of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." And I think there's a clear one for this as well. You got you got one in mind? No. What's the clear one? Mr. Mr. Chatty's young, fatty daddy, coming down. Look at oh, and we missed a we missed a spicy pile of the day as well. But coming down the lane, full speed, fast break. Obviously, no Fred Van Vliet in this one. You and I have sort of been calling Thaddeus Young with except when Scotty Barnes doesn't have the ball in his hands, our sort of de facto point guard, the new Marcus Saul, yada yada yada. But came down and said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and try my hand at some dribble moves. Right in traffic, throws a behind the back pass, ends up falling over. The ball gets wrapped around, and he throws like a wraparound pass on his back to Chris, his buddy, Chris Boucher. I got my phone. I can't even emulate him best right friend. now because I'm I'm throwing my phone around. But Riker, throw that around straight to Chris Boucher, who threw down the nasty slam. Made me say, oh, geez, in that one. But that was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, fair enough. His best friend, Chris Boucher, clearly, by the way that they've been playing. The, the, you couldn't have better chem there's no other explanation for how their chemistry is so good except for they must be best friends right now ben because they just have this awareness for each other this temporal awareness for where they are in space that they'll throw that pass and the other will be there ben it's sexy to watch but ben we need to get into the now infamous Paul Pierce, Golden Kazoo for worst performance. It's obvious. Every play has been obvious or every award in this one. The fans, the fans, wah, wah, the bunch of losers in Philadelphia. There couldn't be a more despicable fan base, except for Boston, that I would like to beat. Boston. And that would be this Philadelphia fan base because, gosh, they're menaces, right? And I don't think they're as knowledgeable about basketball as the Raptors fans are because they don't seem to get as up in arms about specific plays. They just get pretty, like, emotional about more moments in general. Yes. And they were booing their yes. own team. It was bad. <laughs> just don't foul them, bro. Just don't foul them, B, bro. Oh, look at Siakam off-arm. Let's, let's not have this. I don't know. I... And to be fair, I, like, I love it. Like, I don't hate any fans in particular. You just love getting people riled up, and we're not hating on anyone in specific or no fan base. It's all it's all fun banter, but it's fun getting inside of the Sixers fans, especially when they're going at us. And hopefully we can keep this rocking, but we got super or we got a Super Chat channel membership for seven months. We got the Riker. I saw it from Paul Blunt earlier as well. The diamond. We got some Ruby logos happening Ooh. for the Super Channel members. Ken saying, good win, folks. Clean. Thank you, Ben and Riker. Keep it up. Ken, we appreciate you in those chats every single night. Legend. Shout out all the legends with the getting the Ruby Ruby channel memberships. And then Yo, keep, shout out. 833 people watching right now. That's crazy. Love it. Get a little likes by going. 800 people. Let's get this to 1,000 likes. If we get it to 1,000 likes, we get the OnlyFans, right? That's, a, <laughs> that's what people were calling for last season. But... No, that's a that's that stuff's huge. I also wanted to bring up people were saying it should have been an OGs, but I was horrified that the that <laughs> remember when Precious and Scotty they were going up for the rebound, they scored it on their own hoop. I yes. was gonna be <laughs> petrified that we were gonna lose if we lost this game by, two. by one or two. 
and that was people are gonna point to that ruin precious again trash on scotty and then a couple i think a quarter later not a couple possessions like the next quarter they, they they're fighting for a rebound again buys just give the stats to whoever you want figure it out before the game who's taking those rebounds but just don't put the ball back another hoop i gave it a golden kazoo but it could have definitely been an ogs but that's uh that's what's happening but Riker. So, any other awards you want a specific? Also, spicy pilaf. But yeah, you got you got any other kazoo's? Oh, no other kazoo's, man. Okay, there's a spicy pilaf that uh, Scotty Barnes. You see Scotty Barnes absolutely cross up Maxi right after Thaddeus Young had his behind the back. Scotty Barnes threw one, looped it around. Maxi was trying to get that steal, came down to finish the layup. Yes. Yep. Lovely. I thought he would Lovely. dunk it on him, but he. Scotty just does those those casual fast. It wasn't things. jelly though. It was left hand layup. Yeah, yeah, it's like, casual. You know what I'm saying? He's putting it up, doing casual. his thing. But Riker, I think it's we got 830 people in this chat right now. I think it's like time spike, to get off the rails like a little spike, bit. Like spike, like spike, like spike, like. I gotta save that for after the alarm, bro. All right, all right. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. That's right, the final alarm has sounded. We want to hear what you guys have to say about this game, about this series, about this Toronto Raptors squad. Right, we're hearing, and as is tradition, let's get a little like spike going. 830 people in this chat. Riker, it's pretty crazy. We got 830 people in here, and I don't think a single one of them is a Sixers fan. <laughs> I don't no, think any they're of them hiding. are coming in. They're, they're, they're staying off the internet right now. They can't now. show their face after this, this blowout loss. And it genuinely was a blowout yep. loss to keep... The 76ers below 100 points emphatically and play yeah. such shutdown defense on Joel Embiid. Now, Ben, you have a lot of comments to say. You're you're ready to throw some shade at whoever. You're people are going to be catching strays here now, including Goran Dragic. Start wherever you want. Yeah, for sure. And we got a super chat coming in from uh, from Harrison saying, "Whoa, our message retracted." But he did just throw in a super chat, so we appreciate the we appreciate the super chat. I didn't get a chance to read it, but. People are throwing out the new emojis, but I don't know. There's no questions super, super quick. No su- no questions super, super quick. What do you want to say about Dragic? Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because we, we, we got a final alarm. It's for the fans, for people talking, people bad and bantering. But I want to go on a little rant about those Brooklyn Nets. The the team Goran Dragic had higher aspirations for. Now, I know it's a little bit dragged out. It's a little bit mean because we didn't really play them, and it may have been a mistake to throw Delano Banton over Goran Dragic in the rotation at the start of the year. So there is that side of the, the Raptors coin that has to be acknowledged. But he did come and say he wanted higher aspirations. He did end up leaving and then in bad taste was down there in Miami watching games, throwing, working out at the practice facility while he was still getting paid by the Toronto Raptors. All that nonsense. All to go to the Brooklyn Nets and to be swept in the first round by none other than the Boston Celtics. You know, the Sixers have their Ben Simmons drama with the Brooklyn Nets. We have our Goron Dragic drama with the Nets. I have my personal drama with the Brooklyn Nets. But how sweet was it to see the Nets get sweeped today, Riker? We wanted one of those teams to be embarrassed. And when we both chatted about it in depth, we actually didn't care who. We just don't really like either of those franchises. Now, was it Dragic's fault that the Brooklyn Nets got swept? Absolutely not. Was it Kevin Durant's fault? Also not. Maybe you could look at Kyrie Irving and just his weirdness throughout the season. Maybe you could look at Ben Simmons, who to me seems fully healthy and didn't even bother to suit up to give a solid five, 10 minutes in the elimination game in this one. But Ben, more so, you got to give some credit to Boston, who just looks crazy right now. So I'd love to get out of this series, play Miami in the next round, and have Boston beat Milwaukee and play them in the conference finals. I'm telling you, it'd be a magical narrative, but I'm getting ahead of myself because we got a game six to win at home first, man. Yeah, we can't get ahead of ourselves. We're not, we're debating bringing out all the memes and stuff at the start of this podcast, but we didn't. We didn't. We're saving, we're saving everything. But uh, we got a couple super chats coming in for Paul Blunt saying Drogic needs to buy a ring because he'll never win one. Do we give Drogic a ring, Riker, if the Raptors win a chip this season? <laughs> we have to, but we shouldn't. <laughs> No, we don't have to. We didn't give JV a ring, so we don't have to give. We don't have to give. Drogic. We didn't give JV a ring. 
draw it. Nope, not him, not uh, not Delon, not any of the buys. Bro, this franchise was built on the back of JV. That's actually a shame. That is a shame. We should give him a. a he should get an honorary ring. ring. Yeah, an honor. He was a part of this team. Him and Demar should should get rings, even though he was Demar was traded the season before. JV was on the roster, but then you got to give. Hey, it bro, to he's Delon killing it over there in New Orleans now. Oh, I we can we can sound off on JV too. We can get on him a little bit. And the New Orleans Pelicans getting over those Phoenix Suns, but quickly we have a super chat coming in from Sikander saying we should call the reverse sweep a bar down sweep because it shows an accurate representation of the expectations for the other team for the next season. That bar is going down. So honestly, I like it. I like the names we've been getting. I like the names we've been getting for these sweeps. The Devil's Sweep. That's uh that one had me. That one had me rolling earlier in this. What's pod. so fun about this is actually um that Brooklyn them losing in this fashion is basically going to implode their entire team because they were built as win now. Yep. And then if Raptors can somehow manage to come back in this series, that's it for Philadelphia. Yep. I don't know what Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, Joel Embiid, James Harden trade. I don't know what excuses they could possibly even come up with. So we got to get there first. But I just love the storyline that would the fallout that would pro, uh, proceed this series. Yeah, right? it'd be crazy. This is a rebuilding year for the Toronto Raptors. Masai came out and said at the start of the year, this is a rebuilding year. That's it. No such thing as a rebuilding year when we got Scotty the Goat and Gary the Groat. <laughs> <laughs> Gary the Groat, the star boy. Obviously, he's he's clear he's gonna be the Raptors Groat. If unless Scotty Barnes has something to say about it. But man, this is uh this is Sound off on JV a little bit. Do you think those those Pellies are gonna are gonna get that W against the Suns? Pellies are getting the W against the Suns, regardless of how good Chris Paul is. And the reason why is JV. The reason why is JV because their second best player on the Suns is Aiton, and Aiton had a pretty good game. I think he had 19 points, 11 rebounds, like five assists. JV had 20 points, 15 rebounds, four assists, hit a three pointer. Right. I mean, when he's out playing Aiton and you have Brandon Ingram closing out the game and CJ McCollum, who's just a sniper, yeah. I mean, that's a pretty solid team. And G- uh, Zion, don't know what the heck he's doing. He's thrown in between the leg uh, off to windmills in practice and doesn't even bother to suit up either. I'm so sick of Zion. But No, apparently he wants to play. It's the New Orleans that doesn't want him to play, but it's because he's overweight and then they think he'll get injured long term and there's all that's that fair. drama. That's so fair. It's- they, they want trading power. Yeah, or I don't know if it's even trading power. It's just if Zion's out there at 320 pounds trying to dunk on people, that's an injury just waiting to happen. So I don't know if it's a lack of want to play, but more so a lack of want to get into the shape that he was in two seasons ago. So that's <laughs> I don't know if that Bro, was on my the lighting mic, all over but the that place. broke my ear right there on the on the headphones. But you love to Oops. see that. Let's see what people are saying in the chat right now. Uh, William Chan saying saw some somewhere that uh, it was still Earth Day for Joel Embiid on Saturday. It was still Earth Day for Jamita Ontology. I need I need the explanation of the joke. Will I apologize? Reich and I are are slow on that one. We got a super chat coming in from Pain Causing Samurai saying Raptors are to Embiid what LeBron was to the Raptors. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, folks. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No. We could we could very well go and get blown out in the next game, yeah. and then this will be kind of embarrassing to look we, back. We <laughs> have we have the competition. We have the <laughs> we have the confidence, but we don't want to jinx anything. We don't want to get too wild, but we have that confidence. <laughs> Scooby Doo saying, "Do the mayo, <laughs> do the mayo." It's a bit of butter. It's a bit of milk. Scooby Doo, got to get that rocking. But uh, reply yes if you'd play Aiton in the ma- if you'd pay Aiton the max to come to Toronto. Record, would you pay Aiton the max to come to Toronto? Not the max, no, definitely not. I haven't seen many. Uh, you know, a couple of videos ago, we had a lot of trade talks with Siakam and Fred and all that. I haven't seen much of that in the in this chat here today. We'll see what happens. I don't know how you're staying awake. It's one a.m. over in Newfoundland. 11.30 Eastern, the West Coasters, man, they got it made. They got it made. Yeah. It's only, what, 7, 8.30 for them? Y'all got it. Y'all, y'all, you guys out there in BC, 
Shout out to you guys. That's that's dreams to where it's not super late. Doing these pods, but we're keeping the energy here. 1 a.m. St. John's Newfoundland. Getting that stuff rocking. But uh, Gobert or Aiton, Riker? Oh, Aiton for sure. Yeah, you're, you're going with Aiton on that. 10 times 100%. 10. 100%. He's, you see him brick all those free throws? Who? Aiton or Gobert? Uh, Gobert. He got bailed out by Dwight Powell missing. Well, I think you were telling me that, and now I've started seeing it more and more, that Gobert apparently has really poor footwork, poor touch, and then it's exacerbated by, obviously, his teammates rarely looking to pass it to him, even if they have insane mismatches down the low block. But Aiton's an integral part of the Suns' rotation, both on offense and defense. I think it'd be a huge benefit to have him on the team, of course, but you'd have to trade like a Siakam or a Fred for him and they have Chris Paul. You're probably not trading Fred for him. So it'd be Siakam and Siakam's way better. So you're not making a move for Aiden, but if you could just get him get for, him free, for free, you'd take him. Yeah, Bring you'd him take in him here. For sure. him back up if he's there. like, Hey, this off season, I want to sign for the Raptors. We would, I'd give him some money to come and play. You, you can back up precious. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's what we want to see. But uh, I also want to throw out another golden kazoo. Reminded me talking about free throws. Do you see a, uh, did you see Nick Claxton tonight, a guy that has been rumored to the Raptors a little bit over the past couple seasons, shot no, one for eleven in a closeout game for the Brooklyn Nets from the free throw. What? One from free throw? For eleven? Yep, from the free throw line. That sucks. That's brutal. Wow. That is absolutely that horrific. <laughs> that's that's you know people joke about Shaq. Shaq was fifty, right? That's nine percent, eight nine percent, one for eleven. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. But we got another super chat coming in uh, from Shakura. Apologize if I'm. That is supposed to be pronounced Jonas Valenciunas. Valenciunas. Saying Scotty building his star legacy gets rookie of the year, then turning to court to try and help leading a series comeback. Returning to the court to try and help leading a series comeback. Riker. I, I wanted to bring this up earlier in the podcast. My buddy Ali, legend, legend, just messaging him during this game. Again, not getting ahead of ourselves. What would be more legendary? A championship or being the first, you know, just an average championship. Not this team winning a championship. Just like your average championship, you know? Just a championship happening. You know, your basic championship coming out. Not, not specifically for the Raptors. Or being the one team in NBA history to come back down from 03. What would That's be more it, legendary? A team wins a championship every year. Exactly. No team has ever come back from a nothing deficit. Like, if we do this, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta win. You gotta win the next game, yep. and then you gotta go back to Philadelphia. I don't even care about going back to Philadelphia. You gotta win the next game. Yeah, yeah. It's so, game by game, second by second. Get all that. I'm. I'm just gonna be a nervous wreck till Saturday, Riker. It's. It's. It's not gonna be healthy. Is our game on Saturday? Yeah. So we got a game Wednesday. Wednesday. Assuming we. Assuming we hopefully win on Wednesday. Saturdays we get get a bit of rest get a bit of stuff rocking so we'll game see seven I, would be Saturday yeah so we get a little break for it's a huge rest boys. yeah that that's yeah. gonna be good because obviously Gary fully recovered Scotty Barnes he's the guy we really want want healthy Fred Van Vliet from the looks of it he says he's day by day but doesn't think he'll be back for the game on Wednesday we'll try to hustle back he says he, he essentially said in his interview we could we, we can honestly we have so much to talk about in this video and news and reports and all that sort of stuff but he said in his interview post practice yesterday that he's day by day but he doesn't know if he's going to be coming back from the next few games next series he'd be like okay i'm good for that but i think fred knows that if he came back and stunk it up because he was injured wouldn't be a good look. He, Fred VanVleet has been on the on the wrong side of Raptors Twitter, Raptors Reddit a few times in his career. Once versus the Philadelphia 76ers in 2019. He probably knows it's not the smart move to to try and play through something like that. Or Thursday and Saturday. My apologies. Thursday is the next game. Wow. Yeah. Bit Scotty of a break in Yeah. Well, Thursday's tough. My motorcycle course. Oh, well. Skip that motorcycle course, sir. <laughs> the, the game will be on 
it will it, it will not be missed that's for sure Amen. but ben we're getting i don't know at least me i'm starting to get tired here headache we've been going probably what an hour long here but the fan attendance in this game has been incredible we still have almost 800 people in the uh watching this one there's just a lot of excitement it's fun when your team is winning yeah it's it's you and i've been hyped this entire hour just talking about this team talking about this squad Riker, the the style the Toronto Raptors are playing, it's sustainable. It's something we can rock out with. It's something we can just continue to push on. And we win that one at home. Then all it takes is one Game 7. Anything can happen in a Game 7, as we've always said on this podcast. And let's make history. Let's make it happen, folks. But obviously, Raptors couldn't do it without you guys. We couldn't do it without you guys to do this podcast. We appreciate everyone popping in the chat let's get a final like spike going looks like we got somewhere mid 300 likes said a thousand people calling for only fans i don't know if we're gonna get that tonight but it is what it is <laughs> Riker, do you have any sort of concluding thoughts before we really <laughs> people are i'll bring a couple of these chats zane saying Riker gonna bring jenny along the motorcycle rides Riker, <laughs> Riker going to ride a vespa <laughs> Love it. <laughs> We're gonna have to get Jenny on a on a motorcycle ride if the Raptors come back on this. But do you have any concluding thoughts on this game here tonight, Riker? You throw them to me for my final thoughts? No, not not the fine, not the last words, but just final thoughts. Okay, well then, no, no, nothing's happening. But okay, cool, cool, cool. But it should be more like seventy, uh, more like likes with. There should be more likes with 750 people. I'll throw out the like spike one last time as we conclude this podcast. But we appreciate everyone rocking out. Uh, people are calling for the Discord chat. I will fix that next video. I apologize. That gets expired, and then I got to update it. I got a robot that automatically updates that. That will be updated. If it's not working for you whenever you want to join, DM me on IG. DM us of Raptors Digest, Ben Rogers 1. We'll get you. We'll get you into that Discord. Things have been popping off in there. But check out the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok. You guys want to see Riker and I on CTV News. Those have been posted on our IG stories. Get that that rocking out there. We're big-time news folks over uh, at CTV now occasionally. They're calling us in. So that's, uh, that's something you want to check that out. Check out the Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that cool stuff. Riker, do you have any last words on this? W for the Toronto Raptors. Time for a game of who said it. We're coming home. Y'all know what time it is. We need everybody locked in, Ben. Who said it? We need everybody locked in. Everybody locked in. We need everybody locked in. This locked in. You're hitting me. You're hitting me with these. These. Achua said it in his interview post game. We're coming home, baby. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> propaganda to end off this podcast you'll get it one day Ben. don't worry <laughs> one of these days at least it's not a at least it's not a me messing up some of my favorite songs when you're when you're pulling out the lyrics at the end of these pods oh man cheers cheers <laughs>